What's up, my friends? JT DeBolt with you today for the True Driven Podcast, the home of the few, the true, the driven, the true driven. And I say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is for you, no matter where you might be tuning in from on the Big Blue Marble. Thanks for joining me here. And thank you so much for the follows, for the shares, for the camaraderie, especially for those of you who are showing up on all the podcast uh, platforms, whether that's iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, it's not called iTunes anymore, and especially on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash JT DeBolt, that's where you can find us, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can be the first to know and stay in the know when we bring out a new episode each and every single week. So I wanted to cover something that I think is paramount, especially right now, it's been paramount for a long time, but it's a topic that we've talked about quite a bit, and that is this concept of what is true leadership. And everybody's got their definition of leadership, and everybody's got kind of a sense for what that word might mean to them. We don't talk a lot about it because on the front, you know, kind of like surface, if you will, leadership isn't the most sexy thing in the world. The reason I talk about it so much, especially for you true drivens that are a part of the true driven community, you know that at the core of personal excellence we are striving to become the best version of ourselves. That's what True Driven is really all about. The idea of personal excellence and becoming the best version of ourselves each and every single day. 1%, 2%, doesn't matter if it's even a half percent, so long as you're making that concerted effort and that commitment to yourself and to your personal excellence. At the baseline of that behavior, and really where I think the core, the center of gravity for this concept of personal excellence, it really does come down to personal leadership. I share this because leadership, like discipline, like so many other words, has a tendency to have a little bit of a negative connotation or at least not hyper-receptive to most people in society today. So it's a very narrow bandwidth of folks like you who are open to this message, who are actually driven to want to become the best version of themselves. I personally have had a lifetime experience with personal leadership. It's the one thing that I knew I could always default to that would help me accomplish my big missions in business and life. I'll do a separate talk on goal setting. I'll do a separate talk on mission. You guys have heard me talk about the big four. And we'll go ahead and link that up for those of you on YouTube. But uh, that episode is one episode that I encourage you to go back and listen to again and again and again. We talk about the big four, which are really the cornerstones for a life well-lived and a life of personal excellence. Personal leadership is that showing up every single day to be the person who not only is working on themselves to be better for themselves, but also to create that opportunity for other people, to lead by example, to make the world just slightly a better place every time they show up, whether it's in a room, whether it's in a you know, major event, or whether it's just the way they live their life in their communities. I share this with you because at the core of personal excellence and at the core of personal leadership, there's a lot of hard work that goes into it. There's a lot of those dark hours work, meaning times where you're not out in the sunlight, you're not in the spotlight, you're not in the place where everybody's giving you kudos and accolades, telling you thank you, giving you gratitude, telling you that you're doing a great job. Leadership can be a very difficult and lonely path. 
which is one reason that so few people pursue it. And so I have a tremendous amount of respect for you for being here and for dedicating yourself to becoming the best leader you can be. If you work on your personal leadership, it opens the door for you to lead other people. You have to be able to lead yourself before you can lead others. And so that dedication and that commitment to that skill, to that art, and to that true kind of essence of what it means to be an awesome human being, that personal leadership goes far beyond the day-to-day. It goes far beyond any one given situation that you're in with a person or a, or a situation that you might be in just even by yourself. The circumstances don't dictate whether you are a leader. You dictate whether or not you are a leader. But this term leadership, <laughs> man, it is so confusing these days because we assign the term to groups of people. We even assign the term to specific individuals. We'll say that person is in a leadership position. And it could be in business, could be in corporate, you know, in a corporate setting, it could be in politics, it could be in anything. It could be in a sports team, could be whatever. The problem though is that the confusion starts to create a false sense of what the word really is and more importantly, whether or not leadership is present in that situation whether leadership is part of that individual being called the leader in the first place. So we have to be able to step back and really assess, analyze, and evaluate whether or not what we're looking at and talking about is actually leadership. I'll give you a couple of examples of things that I find that are easily confused with leadership. One is this concept of authority. Now, most people in leadership positions have a degree of authority that comes with their position, that comes with that behavior of leadership. Where does it actually come from, though? Where does authority come from? Because one thing is you can have an authoritarian individual, somebody who's going to enforce their will. You see this a lot in politics. I mean, quite frankly, most politicians act like authoritarians these days, don't they? It doesn't matter what side of the aisle. I'm not picking on one one party or the other. You just look around, you point to somebody who's in a, especially a career politician, somebody who's been in that position for 10, 15, 20 years or longer. You're going to start to see that the longer they stay in that position and the more power they're given, the more drunk they get on the power. And the more they lose grip with what it truly means to be a leader. I'm going to talk about three elements to excellent, outstanding leadership, three elements that are really true of true leadership. We're going to talk about those in just a moment, but you have to understand when we're talking about authoritarianism and somebody who's in a position that they are granted authority, and sometimes people surrender their freedom to give up to, uh, to give into this authority, that person very rarely exudes these three characteristics. And so you can look at that and go, well, I'm not sure that that's a true leader simply because these three things are not present in their day to day. Now, it might be present situationally, it might be present every now and then, but I'm talking about the way they show up, the way they carry themselves, the way they actually conduct their business as that position of, or in that person in that position. So authoritarians <laughs> and authoritarianism and authority in and of itself does not make a person a leader you might have a degree of authority. The question is, how do you actually use it? 
The question is, how do you behave when somebody gives you authority? Do you behave from a place of, I've got one up on them? Do you behave in a way that you've got the upper hand? Or do you behave in a way where you understand this is a precious situation, one that requires a great deal of diligence and care, a great deal of concern for the other person, the other party? Authority is a very precarious situation because it requires you to be able to answer the bell, to be able to show up maybe with that skill set, maybe with that experience, and leverage that authority for the good of everyone, not just yourself, the good of the people you're leading. So there is a sense that authority does come with leadership, but it doesn't always mean that a person in authority is a leader. The other thing that could get kind of confusing when we start talking about leadership is this idea that somebody has a lot of experience, meaning they've been in a situation for a long time. You get, you think of like a high school or a uh, even a college professor, a high school teacher, or a college professor, somebody who has, quote, tenure. Hear this term tenure talked about a lot in academia. Tenure simply means they've been there long enough and they've established themselves. They've got deep roots. Now. That does not mean they're not a leader. It just means that you've got somebody who, because of the length of time they've hung in, because they've managed to not get fired, they have tenure. And even if they don't have it in the academic sense, literally, or the literal sense of the word, sometimes they almost are granted a sense of tenure. You'll see people that have just been around for a while. They just seem to be in that position. And it's like, people don't even question them anymore. They're like, well, that person's been here for 10, 15, 25 years. And now all of a sudden we see them as this person who's a quote leader. But if you step back and you ask yourself, do they have these three qualities? The question then starts to become a lot more clear. Rather, the answer starts to become more clear. Just because somebody is in a position with tenure, where they've got a lot of experience, does not necessarily qualify them as a leader. We, as a human, as, a, as the human race, but especially as true driven leaders, have to start thinking critically. We have to start asking the deeper question. Just because this person is in a position of authority or this person has a measure of experience in their role does not mean automatically that they are a leader. I know you guys get this, but I'm going to hammer this one home because I'm concerned that our society is starting to lose grip with this concept of what true leadership actually is. And it's up to, it's up to us, you and me to be able to hold that line, to have the ability to say, this is bullshit. And we're going to call it every time we see it, just because you voted somebody into office, just because you came into a situation where that person had been there for a long time and has possibly established themselves inside the organization does not necessarily make them a leader. We, the people inside the organization, have to hold them accountable. But it's important that if we ever find ourselves as those true driven leaders, in a situation of authority, or where we've been somewhere for a while, we are the person with the experience. And therefore, the respect that we get from other folks, we had better damn well be earning it every single day. Never take that for granted. Experience does not equal leadership. Another thing that does not equal leadership is competence, skill level. 
Just because somebody's good at something does not mean they're a leader. I see this a lot in business. You'll see this. In fact, I think people do this with influencers. If you think about social media influencers, people think, well, they must be a leader because they have a whole bunch of followers. No, what that means is they have a skill at getting people to follow them. They get, they have a skill of getting people to like, subscribe, do all the stuff. I ask you guys to like and subscribe, not because of authority, but because my intention is to continually give you value, to pour into you, to help you become the best versions of yourself. I want to earn that right each and every single time I step in front of you. If the person that we're calling an expert or a leader because of their skills doesn't have that same approach, then we got to kind of ask ourselves, how much about is this about them and how much of it is it about us? Just because somebody has a high degree of skill or many skills does not define them as a leader. And it's very easy to look at somebody who has a skill set or a number of skill sets and think because they're good at something, that makes them a leader. No, actually, it makes them useful, which is awesome. Like we all want to be useful, right? But it doesn't necessarily define them as a leader. And we have to, we have to be able to hold that standard. It's a very high standard of leader. Leadership is a very high standard just of what it means to be a human being. And if we're not willing to do that, and if we don't have what it takes, the character really, to hold that standard, then pretty soon there is no standard. And everybody can be defined as a leader, including those with less than awesome aims, less than awesome intentions. More about the self-serving than it is serving the whole. So if it's not about authority, if it's not about experience, if it's not about skills, and oh, by the way, if it's not about achievement, accolades, just because somebody has won a bunch of awards doesn't make them a leader. Just because somebody's won a lot of trophies doesn't necessarily make them a leader as well. We tend to adore and pour all of our adoration into our superstars, into our heroes, without really asking the question, is this a leader? And maybe instead of adoring somebody just because they have a lot of fanfare behind them, just because they have a lot of accolades, just because they have a whole bunch of fan, a, a, a large fan base, maybe it's time for us to start thinking about where we put our attention. Maybe it's time for us to start assessing and perhaps evaluating what we respect, who we respect, and the reasons that we respect them. I'm going to give you three things right now that I personally believe define a true leader. I'm not saying that they're the only three, but I'm saying they are a core central three that when you have these in place, when you exude these, when you demonstrate these, when you behave these on a consistent basis, not just when the chips are up or chips are down, but when you behave them on a consistent basis. They will define you as a leader. The more you use these, the more you exude these, the more you behave these, the stronger your leadership will become. And let me be perfectly clear. Yes, you want to have skills. You want to be confident. You want to be competent. You want to have achievements that other people can look at because it does give them confidence in your abilities. 
So all of those things that I said before, still important. It doesn't mean you're not a leader. And by no means am I saying that somebody in a position of authority is not a leader. I think I've said this many times, but I want to reemphasize that just because it's an authority, just because it's somebody that has confidence in what they do, just because it's somebody who is competent, they have skills, doesn't necessarily make them a leader. The thing is, you could have somebody who is a competent idiot. Just look at what we've gone through over the last three years with all the news breaking these days about where a certain disease came from, a certain virus came from. All of a sudden, we're starting to realize that the people that we held in high regard because of their competence are now looking like idiots. Isn't that interesting? And they came out with a shitload of confidence, which is a great way to sell something. So it should tell you that just because somebody's confident doesn't necessarily mean that they have the horsepower to back it up. But I do want to say one thing. There is an element of confidence that is super important because confidence actually has two sides to it. There's two variations of confidence. One is that outward confidence that people have in you. Right. So you may be a leader. You may be in a position and there's a lot of you out there that have people you're leading right now. You show up, you have to have a sense of confidence. That's going to be reflected in how they feel about you. They're going to say, hey, I'm really confident in you. I'm confident in your ability. I'm confident in the decisions that you're going to make and the calls you're going to call that you're going to make in order to move our team forward. They're going to have confidence in you. That's confidence, that outward confidence. But the confidence that I think is more important for a true leader is self-confidence. And isn't it interesting that self-confidence might be one of the most fragile parts of all leadership? You know this. You've been in leadership long enough. You know what it feels like. You feel like one day you feel up, you feel amazing. Everybody's like, hey, you're doing a great job. The minute you turn the door, close the door, you're like, oh, my God, how am I going to get through this? You might be doubting yourself on a Sunday when you know you've got a big week coming up. You might be doubting yourself on a Friday when you close the door for the week and you say, man, what a week that was. You might be doubting yourself at any given moment, but there's that part where deep down inside, even in that moment of self-doubt, you have to be able to find the will, the grit, and the drive to keep going. So your self-confidence can wane, but your confidence that other people have in you and the ability to kind of fake it, if you will, well, guess what? That stuff is a lot more stable and less fragile than your self-confidence. But self-confidence is, and I'm talking about true self-confidence. Self-confidence, the confidence we have in our abilities, the confidence we have in our past, the confidence we have in our present, and the confidence that we have in ourselves to affect the future the confidence in our whole parts of who we are, good, bad, indifferent, that is far more valuable, far more powerful than the confidence that we generate from other people. That outward confidence is easy easy to fake, and you've probably seen this ad nauseum, especially over the last several years. People that you think or people that the society thinks are leaders come off as super confident. And just because of that, we go, oh, well, they got it. Only to find out they're incompetent, even though they're overly confident. Dangerous combination. 
So these three elements of true leadership, what are they? Number one is courage. Now, when we talk about courage, it's very easy to assume courage means the ability to run into a burning building. That's more like bravery. The ability to, in the moment, separate your own concern for your self-safety, your personal, personal goodwill, your personal well-being, in order to do something you know you have to do. There's an element of courage and there's an element of bravery. Here's the difference and here's where it applies to leadership. And this is important. If you look at the root of the word courage, cour, C-O-U-R, it comes from, I think it's Latin, but it means from the heart. From the heart. C-O-U-R, cour, from the heart. So leaders that are true leaders, not authoritarians, not dictators, not the kind of crap you see on TV or hear about in the news, but a true leader is somebody who comes from the heart, meaning that they are doing the best they know how to do. They're doing it from a place of service, meaning they want to help other people. They want to impact the world. And you know what? I honestly believe, I think even when we talk about politicians, I beat up on politicians a lot. I beat up on the mainstream media a lot because they're fucking evil. But when it comes to politicians, they're just incompetent boobs. Most of them are puppets, paid for and owned. But not all of them started out that way. I truly believe that a lot of them started off wanting to do, do the right thing or do good for, their, for the world around them. Doesn't matter whether you agree with their politics or not. I think for the most part, that's what it started out as. But when you get into these career politicians that have been around for decades, they've sort of lost that heart. They've lost that sense of it. So by no means am I saying every politician's bad. I'm not saying that. But what I'm telling you to do is you've got to think critically. You can't just accept and, and just say, well, because they're in a position of authority, they're a leader. Ask the question, are they actually truly coming from the heart? Do they demonstrate courage? Are they willing to take a stand, even if it goes against party lines? Now, I'm going to separate from politics. I'm tired of talking about that shit. I'm talking to you guys. When it comes to having courage as a leader, you already understand that there's times where you have to make the difficult decisions, not choices. A choice is something you can vacillate back and forth with, right? Oh, I'll either have the, the, the French fries or I'll have the salad. That's a choice. Hey, on second thought, can I get both? That's nice. A decision is where you draw a line in the sand. In fact, the suffix of decide, C-I-D-E, is the exact same as suicide, homicide. It's, it means to kill off. It means to cut away, and that piece is gone forever. And in a lot of cases, that's what it feels like when we make a decision. It feels like we are going all in, and we're literally cutting off any possibility of doing something different. In fact, at times as a leader, you have to have that courage. You have to. You have to have the courage to be able to make a decision, to make a tough call and be able to say, this is the path I'm going. Come with me. This is the path that I think in my best judgment is the way to go. Trust in me. I will guide you. It takes courage to be somebody who, who knows what your values are. It takes courage 
to be guided by your vision. It takes courage to commit to a mission and to go until. It takes courage to lead with purpose. That's how come I talk about the big four. If you guys haven't seen that episode, go back and check it out. We'll link it down in the description here on YouTube and uh, potentially in Spotify. But you guys can find that when I talk about the big four in the True Driven podcast. Those four things, it takes courage to even define what those are for you. In a world that wants to tell you what to do, what to think, how to behave, it takes courage to stand tall and to be unique. And so when I'm talking about true leadership, the courage to lead is the first decision that you have to make. The courage to do the right thing, to the courage to say no to the potential personal benefit and payoff, the courage to give way to others and do what's right for the group and for the whole, for the organization. That's a big step, man. Huge. And it's lacking. It's just, it's just not evident these days. That's how come you have to be super clear on this, guys. If you're going to call somebody a leader, if you're going to call yourself a leader, you better damn well make sure that you are using courage on a continual basis. I made a post. This was, uh, man, it was right around Christmas, New Year's, that time frame. I made a post. There's a picture called Washington Crossing the Delaware. Now, I saw this picture. I've seen it. You guys, have, I don't remember. I probably saw it when I was eight years old. Who knows? And I've seen it ever since. You guys have seen this before. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Washington Crossing the Delaware. You've seen it. It's probably been in your history books. But it's a depiction of George Washington and his men crossing the Delaware River on their way to go fight. And, and essentially, they're outgunned. They're undermanned. They're the underdogs. And what's crazy about this is they're going to go fight the Hessian army, which were basically from Germany. They came all the way over to help guy or help augment the British soldiers against the U.S., this fledgling brand new young country. If you look at that picture, I stepped back one day. It was very early in the morning, still sleepy. And I looked at it. I'm like, man, courage, leadership, and love. That's what that picture means to me. Those are the three things I feel when I see that picture of George Washington in that tiny little boat with his men as they are going steadfast, courageously, with a sense of purpose, guided by their vision, guided by their values, and 100% committed to the mission. 100% committed to the mission. Courage, true leadership, and love. That man had a love for his men and a love for his country. An undying love. That's what true leadership is. Courage and love. I'll get to the love piece in a second because I think it's very easy to feel like it's some kind of a touchy-feely thing. It's a soft, fluffy, woo-woo thing, and it's not. True leadership is not. But we'll get to that in a moment. Courage is that first element. You have to have it in place with everything you do as a leader. The next element 
is curiosity. Now you might be thinking to yourself, well, that's kind of odd. How come you asked, or how come you said curiosity? And just by you saying that, just by you asking the question, you've already experienced the power of curiosity. You see, this day and age, so many people are guided by certainty. They're addicted to certainty. They got to be right. They have to be known as the person who told you so. There's so much fucking I told you so these days that it makes me want to puke. We don't need more of that shit. We need more curiosity. I don't care how fucked up you are. I don't care what you've done in the past. I don't care how many mistakes you've made. I don't care all of the things that you might personally regret right now. That's not important. What I'm deeply passionate about, what I'm really curious about, is how that's impacted you to be the better version of yourself. And in order for you to take anything that's happened in the past, in order for any of us to take anything that's happened to us in the past, good, bad, or indifferent, trauma or otherwise, and to get some leverage from it, to actually get some value from it, to make it useful, we have to get curious. We have to ask questions. What about this makes sense? What does this mean? What does it mean to me? What does it mean for me? What do I understand about this? And start thinking in terms of critical thinking as opposed to being critical of other people, being critical and harsh on ourselves. Curiosity is not just a nice to have. It's a must have if you're a leader. The problem is, is that when you see people in positions of authority or people that you think are leaders, you step back and say, how much do they seem to lead with curiosity? How much questioning do they do? Or do they do a lot of hypocritical finger pointing? Do they do a lot of lobbying for themselves? Do they put up the defenses and make excuses when things go wrong? When the chips are down, who do they blame? If the finger starts pointing outwardly, that tells you they're lacking curiosity because they're in defense. They're on their heels. They're not coming from a place of courage at all. By the way, it takes courage to to be curious because at the core of curiosity, you're admitting, I don't know. I don't know, but I'd sure like to find out. I am committed to discovering this. Would you work with me on this? Man, if more people in leadership positions just took that, that approach, the world would be so much different in a positive sense, in, a, in an effective way. The world would be so much better if we all did that. And here's the great part. What I'm talking to you about today, guys, is not necessarily because you're in a position of authority. We're all in a position of leadership. I don't care whether or not you see yourself in a leadership position. You're a leader. And we need more people acting as if they understand that, acting as if they identify and and embrace the idea of being a leader in everything they do day to day. How much different would the world look? How much different would life feel? How much more vibrant, full, exciting would life be if we came from a place of curiosity? We're born with it. It's not like you don't know how to be curious. 
If you're here listening to me right now, that means you have the cognitive skills to to have curiosity flowing through you. When you're first born, the doctor puts you on your mother's chest. And one test they give every single newborn is to see if the newborn will seek out the mother's breast, whether the mother breastfeeds or not. They got to test to see if that part of their brain is actually working. If not, the child probably is not going to live. But if so, then they at least have that innate sense of curiosity, which will guide them and hopefully help them live a long, prosperous life. So you have it innately in you. You were born with curiosity. You don't have to learn it, although you can learn to become more curious. You can hone that skill. You can sharpen that muscle. The point, though, is in so many times what people do is they have a tendency to think, well, if I ask questions, I'm going to look dumb. And because we put so much emphasis and so much adoration and glory on people who know stuff, oh, he's got a master's degree, let's everybody step back. Oh my gosh, he's got a PhD, even better. Hell, you've got a GED, you're somebody. Knowledge is one thing. Knowing a bunch of facts Having a bunch of like just the ability to recall shit, that doesn't say much. Knowledge means you put it into action. Knowledge means I understand something and now I've put it into practice. Call it wisdom too. I'm more interested in talking to the wise person than the educated person. The wise person doesn't always have the cool piece of paper up on their wall from some cool university or cool, you know, uh, institution interesting word there, right? Instead, what we're talking about is somebody who lives a life of curiosity, constantly seeking new and different information, not seeking what makes sense to them so that they can be right, not seeking the things they already know so they can validate themselves and say, I told you so. And that's what you see a lot from people who are in positions of authority that we call leaders. Next time you see somebody who's in a leadership position, observe them from a place of curiosity and wonder and ask and notice if they are too coming from a place of curiosity. Do they ask a lot of questions? Do they seek information, new and different information, new and different information? That's true leadership. Not somebody seeking to be validated, not somebody seeking out their fans to tell them and adore them and tell them how great they are reinforce their insecurities so they can feel better in the moment. No, no, no. We're talking about somebody who actually wants to explore the idea that they don't have all the information. They want to seek out new and different information to become more knowledgeable and to become more wise. That's how you know when somebody's a leader, when they have that sense of curiosity that they live with each and every single day. Now, I told you that there's a third element to this, and I've kind of hinted to this before when I was talking about Washington crossing the Delaware. By the way, it was a gift that my wife gave me for Christmas. She actually gave me that print. It's hanging up in my uh, office, and it's something that I love. It's one of my favorite gifts that anybody's ever given me, let alone my wife, is a, is a portrait of Washington crossing the Delaware. Courage, leadership, and love, which brings me to the third element of leadership. And that is compassion. 
I know you're probably saying to yourself, this is so weird, right? You start talking to people about leadership and the last thing in the world you're expecting to hear is courage. Well, I guess that kind of makes sense. Courage, but curiosity, curiosity seems they should know all the answers, right? Like if you're in a position of curiosity or position of leadership, curiosity implies that you don't know what you're doing or you don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. It's the ability to point that out, to have the courage to say, I don't have all the answers, but then to say from a place of compassion, I'm seeking this information so we can work together. I'm going to lead the the charge, but you're coming with me as the guide, not the expert, not the know-it-all, not the guru, and not the I'm telling you what to do authoritarian, but as a true leader, a true leader always has compassion. A true leader steps back even in times when they're tired, fatigued, let down, disheartened, discouraged. They find the compassion. They exude the compassion. The compassion refuels the courage. The compassion refuels the curiosity. In fact, You almost have to be compassionate to even be curious. There's an element of it. These things work together as an ecosystem, these three. Courage, curiosity, and compassion all work together. It's an awesome ecosystem that serves you as a leader in any element that you're working with. Look, there's going to be times when you're going to have people surrounding you and you are going to be the person they're looking to for all the answers. The weight is on your shoulders. They're looking for you to make the call. And you might be doubting yourself because you're thinking, I'm not even the smartest person in the room. Good job. (laughs) Success. You won. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong damn room. But if you come from a place of true curiosity, if you come from a place of courage, and if you come from a place of compassion, then you'll never go astray. It doesn't matter if you're surrounded by people smarter than you, more capable than you, more experienced than you, having a higher level of skill than you, higher level of education than you, maybe more life experience than you. You can still lead them. I don't care what anybody tells you. I don't care if they tell you that you can't lead somebody because you're brand new. That's bullshit. I've actually heard people I respect, thought leaders, gurus, whatever you want to call them, that say, you can't lead people in business unless you've built a multi-million dollar business. You can't lead people as an entrepreneur unless you've built an entrepreneurial enterprise. And I say bullshit. Because if you have the courage to tap into your experience, if you have the courage to find the gifts and the things that make you awesome, and you have the compassion to share them, and you're curious enough to find out how you can help other people, then guess what, my friend? You're a fucking leader. Through and through. And I'll go toe-to-toe with anybody on that any given day. Leadership is not about authority. Leadership is not about experience. Leadership is not about competence. Leadership is not about confidence. Those things are nice. And yes, awesome leaders have those things. But what really sets apart the true leaders from all the other ones, the true leaders from the pretenders, 
the ones that make a difference as opposed to the ones that make a bunch of noise, the ones that are the true leaders have courage. They exude it every single day. They have curiosity. They leverage it to get through the tough times. They leverage it to expand upon the good times. And compassion. Compassion to know that it's not all about them, even if it's all on them. They know that it's for the bigger cause, something bigger than themselves. And that fuels them, that drives them every single day to know that their presence, their behavior, their show up, their contributions are helping other people get better, helping other people move forward. That's leadership. Right now in your business, right now in your career, right now in your organizations, whether it's a corporation, whether it's your own business, whether it's your own company, whether it's your community, or whether it's your family, you can become a better version of yourself by recognizing that personal excellence is the guiding principle for all we do. Personal leadership is the way that we create a better outcome for ourselves and for the people we're here to, to lead and guide. And it comes down to understanding that true leadership, amongst other things, has three very critical uh, components to it. One is courage. Two is curiosity. Three is compassion. Just like George Washington leading his men across the Delaware in the face of unbelievable odds, outmanned, outgunned, and overlooked, he led with courage leadership, and love. All you got to do is look at that famous picture, that painting, and you'll see it. Courage, leadership, and love. So today and every single day, as you lead yourself and as you lead others, make sure, ask yourself, check in, am I leading with courage? Am I leading with curiosity? Am I leading with compassion? If the answer is yes to all three, you, my friend, are doing it right, and the world needs more of that. The world needs more of you. All right, that does it for this episode of the True Driven Podcast. Thank you for joining me here. As always, I appreciate you. Share this message far and wide with fellow True Drivens out there that need to hear it. Make sure you get yourself over to youtube.com forward slash JT DeVolt. Hit that subscribe button, throw up a like, share this message far and wide, and know I appreciate you each and every single one. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, fly far, stay driven. 